You're listening to Force Fed Digital. BXU Heard. The joint venture between Force Fed Digital and the United Ronin Networks present to you the Art of Bounce. I am Ralph Anthony Garcia, also known as R4. The Art of Bounce is a show where former bouncers such as myself and other folks might share their stories about their experiences working security as a security guard, fire guard, lifeguard, bouncer. It's all about safety. Today, we're talking about the second chapter of The Art of Bounce, which I'll talk about in a few. First, let me tell you, you can find this on the United Ronin Networks on YouTube and Force Fed Digital. Force Fed Digital on Amazon, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Now then, let's discuss the second chapter of The Art of Bounce. I'll take you back to 1998, going into 1999, New Year's Eve, in a beautiful place called Maui Waui. Let's listen in. Hello, hey, what do y'all say? About to take this time today to talk about another day. What up, folks? And the place to be? Come share in the story with me. Now... As I sit here reminiscing about things, I just happen to go dark, <laughs> thinking back to how people you know, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes, and when it happens, it hurts, because when the closest people you know betray you, that is the worst, and allow me to explain, you know, people you know 10, 20, 30 years, a close relative of mine, when I heard her say this, even way back when, maybe 25 years ago, she said this. When she said, it don't matter how long you know somebody. Five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. They're going to do something to make your head spin. Boy, was she right about that. In this 27 years, and again, I might have said this before. That's more time than I care to admit that I've done in this business. But I've seen some ish, some dumb ish including folks close to me, turn on me because of the pettiest of situations. Can't make this shit up. Can't write this. I'm telling you. Um, you know, when folks as close as you were to them, they end up not your friend anymore because all of a the sudden they're supporters or, <laughs> you know, they do not agree with you politically. Or how about this pandemic, when folks were actually forced in some cases to take that vaccine, huh? I wasn't with all that, which is why I had to leave certain jobs. I ultimately retired at the end of the day because of that. But more on that later. <laughs> See, when your own family members turn on you because of things like that, you have to start to worry or maybe think about things reprioritize i mean damn you gotta not be my friend you no longer be my family member because we disagree on the vaccine bro what i even had sponsors well actually no not sponsors one sponsor walk away from me because we disagreed on the damn vaccine how many times you gotta get plucked before you get 
right, enough of that. I'm not going to try to get too political about this. This is all about one turning on you for the pettiest of reasons. You think you know him, and it's like, after 30 years, you wonder what the f*** happened. So here I am, about to share with y'all. How about my own cousin, my own blood, bro? You believe this ish? Just because he's a motherfucking supporter. You know, I'm not going to get political like I said. But God, when family members disagree, it should just be that. Disagree. Not threaten your fucking life. I worked with this cat. You know what I'm saying? A couple of jobs. A couple of them come to mind. You know, if I could just get pleasant for once. Dating back to... I think that was 1998 or 99. I think it's 1999 on a new year in a place called Maui Waui. Big shout to Maui. My heart goes to all the people in Maui. For those that went through it, man, I cannot say enough. You know, I'm so sorry, folks. I hope you see better days soon. I know you're going to rebuild and rebuild heavy, and I hope God is with y'all. So little place called Maui Waui. I call it Maui Waui, not only to look out for the folks in Maui, but to rename places where I've been. You know, I don't want to say the actual name of it because I'm changing the names and the places to protect the innocent. You know what I'm saying? If that makes any kind of sense. So here we are, Maui Waui. And it's a little place where folks from all over, and it's located in Times Square. Beautiful place. And you can definitely emphasize the wowie in Maui Wowie here in this place. All of these swimsuit models and other types of models as well as stars of a certain kind of film. They frequent this place to hold award shows and things of the like. And me and my cousin were lucky enough to work at this place. This place, downstairs and then upstairs. Easy enough job, all there was was sexy women, beautiful, gorgeous ladies. Some were strippers, some were models, beautifulest bartenders you ever seen. Um, some were working the bathroom. Oh, it was a bevy of beautiful women of all kinds, all places. Africa, Japan, China, Spain, Brazil, Uruguay, Paraguay, Chile, Jamaica, Canada. They were all there that night. I remember it now. It was 1998 going to 1999. That makes sense. So, at of the bevy of beauty of all shapes, sizes, colors, creeds. Wow, what an amazing situation here at the Maui Wowie, man. Not only did you take in the decoration, uh, the Hawaiian decor, beautifully laid out. You can just imagine how that is with the trees, the plants, the atmosphere, the coconuts, the hula dancing, I guess you want to call that. I don't want to be disrespectful, but it was just beautiful. That by itself was just gorgeous. And then when you add in all the spices, all the different flavors, it was amazing. It was a beautiful night. Um... Women in sheer clothing, if not wearing things close to a bikini or maybe even lingerie. It was all kinds of things happening. And as I'm thinking, dating back, I was instructed by the one who sent me there. I will say this man's name with respect. I will call him the Admiral. 
a lot of love and respect. The guy has definitely looked out over the years. I've been down with his team for about 11 of those in my 27-year-old career. He had sent me here to this place, and he had already instructed me, because it was just me and my cousin, working this night, New Year's, and you saw folks coming from all different kinds of places. I already proudly mentioned it. They came from all over the world. These folks were so cool. No problem. Over the years, you've gotten to know something that's called the seventh sense. Now, in the seventh sense, man, you ultimately feel what's going to happen before it even happens. Um, here we were with all of these beautiful people from all these places, and it was fun trying to learn languages friendly international people spreading that vibe and the ladies forget about it the ladies was just all over me and my cousin me and my cousin you know we had our walkie talkies making sure we were all right and bruh with the way the night was going it was just ultimately smooth no one started no ish it was just sexy, all these beautiful, sexy women, the people in it, the folks that were there having a good time, everybody drinking, some were getting drunk, of course, no one was throwing up all over the place, and it wasn't getting messy, the music wasn't all loud and booming or everything, but it was nice enough that you heard it, they were playing 80s tunes, 90s tunes, and again, the vibe was rosy, it was sweet. You smelt it. You smelled how nice the vibe was tonight. I mean, time flew. By the time 11.30 came, <laughs> I don't know why, but for some reason, that's the slowest it goes, right? It don't it slow up when 11.30 comes before New Year's? <laughs> this was probably my maybe fifth New Year doing this. And what's best about the New Year, the saddest part that you're away from family and stuff, but at least they make it up, you know. They pay you your money, but they pay you double for this night. So, I can't really say no to that. I'm gonna have a little fun while I'm at it, but of course we tried our very best to stay professional, which, in this case, I think we did a splendid job. Yes, me and my cousin, left and right, man. I can't front, man. We were right to left. And that's all I'm gonna say about that, man. We This is not our first rodeo, man. We did other jobs. Also reminiscing once upon a time where we did a job in that park next to the stadium over there, over there, 164th Street. And um, there was this skating situation going on, you know? Y'all remember, those that know, know, me and my cuz, we worked security. We was making sure nobody come in sneaking through the skate park. We had to watch the gates. We had to watch anybody attempting to come in. Thankfully, it wasn't just me and my cousin. There was two other guys. And this was way back in 1991. That's the crazy shit about it. You know what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen? This was my first ever gig doing security. And I did it with my cousin. And what was cool about those days, we didn't wear black. But what we wore was he had on the fisherman or bucket hat hurricanes with the hurricane jacket y'all remember those right the starter joint it was all green he had the green hat the green jacket and i had the unlv bucket hat and the unlv jacket and um that was some cool ass looking shit, man you know what i'm saying 
The other guys, I forget what they were wearing, but I knew they weren't wearing black. In fact, they was just wearing regular clothes now that I remember it. You know, and we were basically watching the perimeter of those gates. Just watching the gates, making sure nobody tries to get in, and making sure nobody's fucking killing each other inside the park. All right. And come to find out, it was one of these events that turned into some big-time dish that ended up on these major sports channels later on. I kind of wish I sort of stuck to that. But, you know, me being a young kid, I was, what, in 91, I was at least 18, maybe even 17. I know I was definitely not even 19 yet. So what did I know? You know, I was a dumb I had no mentors, you know, admittedly, no big brothers to tell me to right away, oh, you're doing security, you should stick to that, man, go to school for that, you know? You live, you learn later on in life, right? Boom. Fast forward back to 1999, well, a few minutes to 1999, and all of these young women, man, oh, we was just drowning in good spirits, sexiness, beautiful vibes, beautiful women, oh my goodness, and you know me, I'm almost Tarantino-ish when it comes to my foot fetish, man, and these women who knew had beautiful feet were just walking around these sandals, if not barefooted, and then damn near naked. Some of them, you know how I love my women. I'm not trying to be all chauvinistic here. I love women. I think women are the beautifulest creatures that ever set foot, that were ever born on this earth. Oh man, I can't say enough about the woman. Oh man, and when you're adorned with such beauty, like different flowers, like roses, tulips, dandelions, daffodils, or jewelry, rubies, diamonds, emeralds, onyxes. I mean, you see them going up the stairs. It's like the prettier they get, and they were all beautiful. Can you just imagine that? And then you got the good vibe going on. I mean, we had it easy. Ten minutes to midnight. There we were, everybody drinking, and folks were coming up to me, offering me and my cousin drinks, telling us, don't worry, it's okay, the management loves you. They say they like the way you and your partner treat the people, you are very professional, we thank you, here, have a drink. After that, I guess you couldn't say no, we was trying to be nice about it, and I'm pretty sure me and my cousin, we swigged them 40s on the street, if you know, you know. We tore down the 40s, man, and this was nothing to us. So we're not going to get drunk off of this. Next thing you know, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Happy New Year! I mean, a new beginning, January 1, day 1, 1999. We beeping each other. Happy New Year, mother... You know, me and my cuz, way back when... When we actually got along, <sighs> the kisses, the hugs that all of these strangers gave each other added to the already beautiful vibe in the air. <sighs> Man. You know, I know I started dark in the beginning and ended up positive, but you know what, y'all? Those stories are coming soon, too. And I shudder at the thought, I reckon the day when I have to relive those moments for y'all. And, um... What's sad about that, me and my cuz, whether it was on the street or on the job, a couple of times we had to have each other's back and fight, risk going to jail for unnecessary roughness, as they like to call it. Man, 
and over the years, I come from a time, 1995, it was alright to put hands and feet on a punk, try to start shit with you. You're there to just simply protect yourself. You're not on this job to be a bully, but I've seen others. I've seen counterparts be bullies, and hmm, I'll tell you right now, it's not a pleasure to work with them. A Best believe, I stand six foot four, six foot five, and I am a super heavyweight. I can have my own bully stance too, and I'm nice with the stair game. And I'm good at my, my business, so I don't really have trouble in this game. But when I see my fellow bouncer bully a even then you gotta mind your business. But when get too tough, of course you gotta step in. Me and my cousin never had to bully my But we did put hurting on people that started stuff with us. That's just the way we had to be. I mean, how are you gonna try to punch us in the face and us not retaliating? Okay, so... Admittedly, we could have been a little less rougher with those, but when you're scared, we're liable to do some stupid shit. So, I'm not about to lose my life because a dumb motherfucker want to start shit with me. That's it. That's all. No more, no less. Anywho, after so many jobs, after many times we broke bread, after many times we went to 24-hour diners, and have to defend ourselves over there. You think after, you know, one Democrat or one one Republican, one celebrity turning Republican, right? You become a supporter all of a sudden. And all of a sudden, I'm not your friend anymore. We're not cousins. What the hell? Bro, that part is weird to me. I mean, I don't know what's weirder. The fact that strangers oftentimes look out more than certain family members. That part is true. Or how you're beefing with certain family members just because you disagree on a situation. A minuscule, a minuscule situation. That's the sad part. I don't want to get too deep into that because what's worse than that, dude threatened my life. He also said I snitched on him. Alright y'all, here's where shit gets stupid right now, alright? I don't know what y'all call a snitch. But this is what I call a snitch. A snitch is somebody who got caught doing something with somebody else. That person gets away. He gets caught. And while he's in jail being confronted by police, man is real quick to say, hey, that guy that got away, you need to get him here too. This is where his moms live. This is where his baby mama lives. This is where his friends live. This is where his block is. This is where we hang out at. That's a snitch. You see, when you are a law-abiding citizen, a tax-paying resident, a rent-paying consumer, whatever you want to call yourself, a human being, don't you deserve the right to a good life? Shouldn't you be free from terrorism? God. Bro. I'm sorry, sometimes I lose myself in this. Listen, bruh, I never snitched on him. What the hell? What the f- Look, y'all, y'all know me as the guy that reads books, and I've read many of Donald Goins' books, and I've also been on the street. I've lived on the street. With this very dude, I lived on the streets. 
So being on the street, when you're in jail, reading novels written by guys like Donald Goins and Iceberg Slim, you're going to get taught or retaught a lesson that you don't accuse a man of snitching unless you want trouble. In a lot of cases, one who accuses another guy of snitching is asking to die. No, I don't want to kill my cousin. I don't want to kill him. I really don't. He's my cousin and all. But when you become a far-right supporter to the point where you're threatening my life and you think I'm a snitch and you claim to have paperwork, nah, bro, that's just a reason to smack the shit out of you when I see you again, son. Facts. I ain't even want to come on and talk about this, but I gotta let this go out of my chest. Huh. You know who you are, my I'm not going to put your name on there. Anywhere near here to give you any kind of notoriety. I'm just not going to do that. You know, it's bad enough that you're a family member-ish. You ain't the only family member that shitted on me because of shit we disagreed upon. It's just sad that we actually had each other's back. Like freaking frack, you know what I mean? Back to back. You and me. For it to become this. That's what I'm talking about. And you ain't the only motherfucker that I had to deal with like this. Fellow men in black that I actually had a, a snide word or two with over the years. To the point where you can't trust motherfuckers. I hate to say that, but it's true. What do you do? You learn that seventh sense. I mentioned it before. When strangers look out for you and they actually show you more love in many cases. In more cases than even actual family members do. Then okay, you take what you can get. Facts. A lot of love is lost out there, y'all. I'm all for trying to reunite as a people, man. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, the mother folks be in them wildernesses and they popping off. They practicing. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to say it out loud. So I don't even want this channel to get shut down. All right? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Those that know, know. And y'all pardon me if I speak a little too passionately. Because, you know, a lot of things go through one's mind. And, um, betrayal. Betrayal only happens with those closest to you. And that part, it just hurts, y'all. I mean, uh, what is it gonna do? Not hurt? Alright, so instead of crying, which I'm trying not to do, I get up and go walk. I lift some weights up. I record. You know, because I ain't about to pay $1, $2, $5 a minute for therapy. That's a joke. That's not going to happen. So, in many cases, you can't even get a motherfucker to listen to you, let alone make money off of you. No. So, for my therapy, I get on this microphone. I read books, many books. And I'm so glad I stumbled upon that. That is my content. I'll have unlimited content. And. I'm very glad to join my friends over at Force Fed Digital in conjunction, a joint venture with the United Ronin Networks. And I'm very glad that you took the time to listen and hope you tune in to other future episodes so you can listen to me freestyle off the top of my head about these memories and what I might think about them, the pain, 
the the worries, the fear, the blood. <laughs> you know, see, I'm going to try to tell it all as best as I can, man, you know. And again, I have to change the names of folks and the places I worked at strictly to protect the innocent. So with that being said, folks, I thank you once again for joining me tonight on another rambling here on The Art of Bounce. Yeah, y'all. I spoke about betrayal, tragedies, sadness, where you're left shaking your head at all the madness. I speak passionately because I know all too well what it's like to get your heart broke. And I gotta give a big shout to all my fellow heartbroken people out here. Let's start to heal. I forgot to mention in the story how I actually got shot with this cat, my cousin. I conveniently left that out as I spoke because as you can see, I was hurting. Like, I'm still hurting. Stay true to you and those who are true will do too. Stay safe.